This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So, welcome to New Church Live, and what a beautiful song, right? And that idea of of finding our voice, and what does it mean to find our voice, and what does it mean to find it in a a sense of adventure? I want you to take a look at this trailer and just just start thinking about, yeah, what does that sense of adventure look like, and what is it to you, and what does it mean as we all together find our voice? So take a look at the trailer for the series. adventure, that, that, that sense of, of what can be, that sense of a voice, of a call, voice and call, they kind of go together. And, and how do we find that? And how do we find this, this way to, to move that forward? I, I was struck by so many things, you know, being out in Europe. That's a big adventure to me. Going to New York City is a huge adventure to me. And then flying over, that's way beyond my comfort zone. But the adventure... And, and what we learn from that and what we hear from that and the voices that come from that and the, the voice behind, the teachers in front, which is our, our theme today. So important and so important in times like this. It, it, it's interesting. You know, I, I went, for those of you who don't know, I just got back from Normandy. I, I taught history for years. I've, I collect World War II stuff. I always wanted to see the D-Day thing. So this was, this was a bucket list piece for me. And, you know, I'm sitting there on the beach of Normandy, and this is, a, this is a, uh, a rock from Omaha Beach. Piece of flint washed up there. And it's interesting sitting in places like that and sitting where that much history happened 
And all those things that, that I've read about and heard about, things of sacrifice and, and, and higher ideals and, and common good, and, and, and that real, I want to come back again to that word sacrifice. What, what, what those men did, what the world did at that time to combat darkness is so humbling when you sit in that space. Like you're on this beach, you're on this beach, and this is, this is again, this is the way a geeky history teacher like me would see it. You're sitting on this beach, and the beach is shaped like a crescent moon, and the Germans are dug in at, at different points. And yeah, there's this big cliff and places to fire down from there. But then the Germans had bunkers on either side. And these bunkers were facing in such a direction. They didn't face out towards the ocean, so ships couldn't see them. They were facing this way so that fire could go into this, this beach area. And you think of the courage it took for those young boys, really, to scramble that 800 yards to get to what's called the shingle, where the rocks were, where they could collect and then keep pressing forward. It's very humbling. Sitting there, you know, I think a lot about, frankly, about New Church Live. I think about our adventure here. And it's, it's, it's so easy, right, to, to think of adventure and think of it kind of like, yippee, we get to go on a picnic. And, and, and there are parts of it that are fun and there are parts of it that are enjoyable. And, and then there's also this greater call. This greater piece of sacrifice. Of actually being able to give something over to a higher ideal that you believe in your heart of hearts can change the world, a world that so desperately needs it. And it's easy, of course, to go like, ah, that's the world. That Well, I don't think it's about dismissing the world. I think it's about engaging the world, really moving forward into the world in that spirit of adventure. And it's not a spirit of adventure that's light and sort of sappy or saccharine. It's not that at all. It's a spirit of adventure that goes back to the root of the word. Latin root adventure means something's about to happen. And it's both hazardous and exciting. And we live in that time, like it's hazardous. And in another sense, it's exciting because I feel like we're being called to some of those things. We're being called to move in those directions. Not just move with thoughts, but move with feet, heart, hands, and head. Both feet in the spiritual world and both feet in the natural, natural world, that's called incarnation. And this world needs it. Needs it desperately. And you, you know, I, I heard that over and over again. Not those words, but those whispers in Normandy. That was the gift to me at that time, being able to see. And maybe then what we need is more conversation, more imagination, more connection. Could I get an amen on that? <laughs> amen. More conversation, more imagination, more connection. 
a.k.a. more adventure. And we're going to talk about that today. Like, I, I felt like, you know, I'm walking, I'm listening, I'm there with Howard and Deborah Thompson, a wonderful San Lance, and, and you, you just, you, you get a sense of that you're hearing these voices that are walking beside you, you're seeing teachers in front of you. You know, we're, we're talking about all those things and thinking about those things. And to get us thinking about those things, I want to talk to you for a minute about sitting on a bench. And I'm going to move over here to do it. So I want you thinking for a minute about this question. We've all lost people we love. And think of it as a two-part question. If you could pick one of those people to sit with on a bench and watch the ocean, who would it be? And secondly, what would they tell you about your adventure? And notice what I said there. What would, I'm going to have you say the Y word really loud. What would they tell you about your adventure? What would they tell you? So what I'd like you to do is to just take a minute. You're welcome to text in. If you're watching online, you're welcome to text in an answer to that. If you're sitting with someone, you're welcome to chat about it. I'm going to give you like 15 seconds. And then if we just had a couple of people willing to raise their hand, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, who would it be? And, and what would that be like? Now, we have a little microphone because we have two guest speakers today. You're going to have to speak. I'm going to hold out my little earbud to you. So if you could move to the end of the aisle. But just take like 15 seconds chat about that, and then I'm going to be around, and I'm going to ask just if we just had a couple of people willing to say, yeah, this is who I would sit with, and this is what I think they would tell me about my adventure. All right? Please share. Do we have a couple of people who'd be willing, who'd be brave enough to answer who they would be sitting with and what you think they would tell you about your adventure? Do you have a couple of people willing to offer? Anybody brave enough? All right, Mark. Stand? Yeah, stand up. Okay. So... Uh, it would be my sister Donna, um, who passed about 18 years ago. And I think what she would tell me was, you know, she used to call me a knucklehead and, <laughs> you know, words like that. Um, so I know those would be in, in the, how she would describe my adventure. But she would say, you know, that um, thank you for including her. Um, in considering what was most important to me 
and how I changed my career uh, took took some courage. Um, and yet she would tell me that there's more to come um, and to to muster up the courage to even go on a, a bigger adventure. That's good. So, um, yeah. Great. So more to come and a bigger adventure. Who has another one? It would be my first husband who passed away maybe 22, 23 years ago. And I think he would say, well, I'm sure he would say to me that all is well, all is forgiven, and what a great job, and that he's right there with me on this adventure. Excellent. All is well, all is forgiven. Do we have one more? Ian would tell me, chill and enjoy the ride, Mom. <laughs> Give everybody a round of applause, folks. I knew Ian. That is exactly what Ian would say. Chill and enjoy the ride, Mom. You see, those are, those are, those are the things we really know. Isn't that interesting? Those are the things, in many ways, we really know. And we know that about adventure. No one I know would sit on that bench, sit down that bench beside somebody, and hopefully none of you got this answer, and have somebody who we loved cozy up beside us and say, look, this is what I got to tell you about your adventure. Be afraid, play small. <laughs> Nobody got that answer, right? Please say no. <laughs> no. You know, you didn't, and that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. And notice, I want you to notice too how it feels when that answer comes up. It, to me, it, it feels like this. It'd be my grandpa, Charlie. I mean, his name really actually was Charlie Brown. I don't know where the family resemblance comes from. And my grandpa would say, it's all good. This is why you say your adventure, it's all good. He tells me that all the time, actually. See, those are those voices. And, and the problem is, is that there's this cloud I deal with, you do with, deal with, we all deal with, and the Bible talks about it. This cloud that gets in the way of that voice, the voice of what Abraham Lincoln called the higher angels of our nature. This voice is described in a beautiful way in this passage from Isaiah, Isaiah 30. They say to the seers, in other words, they say to those who have foresight, to, who can kind of see things, no more visions. You gotta love that. Like, no more visions. Visions are bad, don't have any vision for your life. And to the prophets, no more visions of what's right. Give it up. Give up the fight. Give up the idea of sacrifice. It's all bunk. Tell us pleasant things. Look at that next phrase. Well, that's polysyllabic, but I love that phrase. Those next two words. Tell us pleasant things. Prophesy illusions. In other words, make up a story. All we want to hear is a good story. Just prophesy illusions. We don't want to hear the sacrificial part. Just prophesy illusions. And those illusions leave this way. Get off this path. That bit of well, we're moving forward and we're doing things that are hard and we're, we're engaging in this adventure. Get off that path. Be afraid. 
Play small. Be afraid. Play small. And there's another voice, another part of Isaiah 30. One of my favorite parts of the Bible, and I realize I say that a lot, that's because I like a lot of parts of the Bible. And this part of Isaiah really gets into, okay, so, so and it's right in the same chapter. So it says, look, this is kind of the cloud you're going to deal with. And, and the Bible's always great at this. I should set this up. So, so pause there for a second. The Bible's great at this. It kind of will, will push the narrative this way. And this what looks like a negative direction. looks like God is a punishing God. And then it always kind of bends back on itself with these incredibly powerful, inspirational messages. And I think, isn't that the way, you know, isn't that the way our minds work? It's maybe why the Bible's lasted all these years. You know, we push in with, with the fear, the anxiety, those voices that say play small. And then there's this, these other voices start to come in, sort of like a wave that goes over top. Voices of inspiration. Voices of illusion met by voices of inspiration. Manuel Swinburne would call this an appearance. It's an appearance. It's not real. This is actually, this wave is what's real. Now, it gets into this beautiful passage from Isaiah 30. In repentance and rest is your salvation. Look at that. I mean, just let this sink in for a second. Don't just blast through it like I do. <laughs> you know, let it like sink in. I'm going to have you say the T word there. In quietness and trust. Let's say it one more time. In quietness and, and quietness and trust is your strength. Quietness and trust is your strength. That's one to think about a lot. The passage goes on to say this. Your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear, let's say it really loud so we really hear a voice. Your ears will hear a a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Now as the band comes out, as the band comes out, I want you to think for a minute about the depth of this passage about what this actually looks like, about what this actually means. That we're going to go through these illusions. We're going to struggle with this stuff. That's going to be that negative way. But then there's this top part that comes back where we start to see the teachers in front of us. Like, you guys have all heard this before. It's a beautiful saying. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And we start to see our teachers in front of us. Again, the word disciples means learner. So we start to see teachers all over. And then we also start to hear a voice behind. Teacher in front, voice behind. When we come back after the bucket song, we're going to talk about how that transformation, how that works. Teachers in front, voice behind. And as we get into the second song, Angela's going to do a quick announcement. Think about that again. Teacher in front, voice behind. 
Hello again. I just, uh, the offertory buckets are going to be coming around. And I first off want to say thank you all so much for your generosity in supporting New Church Live. Um, as we gear up for the fall, we're working on programs to help connect and plug people in and really create uh, continue to create this uh, authentic community here. And your donations support all of that. They support the lunches that we're developing, the small group programs that we're working on, and all of that just makes a difference. Um, and if you're joining us online or you're like me and you don't carry cash and you want to make a donation anyway, you can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase, to 77977, and you can make a donation that way. If you have any questions about donations or anything, you can also see me after church. Thanks so much, everyone. That idea of love is all I need, and, and that seems to be such the message, right? Like if you look back to the quote, you look back to the quote Isaiah 30, and, and that idea of, of teachers in front, voice behind it, and just hear, hear some of that, hear the tone of that and what some of our online viewers are sharing here. What would it be? Um, it would be my mom. As she loved the beach, she would say, enjoy every second. Keep chasing your dreams as they will come true. It'd be sitting with my mom. She would tell me, it's all going to work out and be okay. My grandmother, she would say, you've been here before. Expansion happens here. Be present. God is love, and therefore so are you. And the final one, my dad, brings tears to my eyes to think about. We can get that sense of, again, teachers in front, voices behind, and it can show up in so many different ways. It can show up with that thought about people who God has placed in our lives, and it also can show up in terms of what is being placed right in front of our lives. I asked Bronwyn Henry in to speak today, and she's going to speak about that and speak about that voice and how she has found it through painting. So please give Bronwyn Henry a very warm, warm, warm New Church Live welcome. Oh man. Good morning. <laughs> There's a lot to feel in this room. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, Chuck asked me to speak about my experience with creativity, I mentioned to him how the canvas has been my teacher in my life. And for me, creativity is a spiritual practice. It's a place where I find my voice, a place where I find a voice of compassion and courage and kindness, a place where I can hear the still small voice of God in my life. Now, as I talk about creativity, I, I want you to consider restorative practices in your own life. They might be writing, it might be singing or a musical instrument. It might be spending time in nature or exercising. Whatever it is where you can get quiet and hear that kind voice of God in your life. I have found that there are three core ideas I have when I approach a blank canvas. And I want to share those with you. One is that showing up is key. Two, doubt and fear are always there. And three, to be open and curious about what might unfold. I began painting four years ago when I 
needed courage to face a treatment for thyroid cancer. And I continue painting today to find courage to face more ordinary struggles in my life. When I show up at the canvas, I have my tools. I have the blank canvas, I have my paints, I have my brushes. And yet, the tools aren't enough. Still, if I'm standing near my canvas and I haven't yet begun, I'll have a feeling of doubt or uncertainty. Just like owning a pair of gym shoes won't make you fit, or having a Bible by your bed won't necessarily bring you insight. It's in the using of these tools that we are transformed. So I have to show up, even though I'm unsure what will happen at the canvas or, or if it will be any good. And I have to start using the tools. And I mentioned to you that I have doubt and fear still. I've created hundreds of large canvases over the past four years. And still I think, what if the, the last good one was behind me? <laughs> you know, or what if I have nothing more to say in color? Or people will find out the truth that I don't know what I'm doing. Those fears and doubts are still with me. So recently this summer I was working on this peony painting and I had a bouquet of peonies, they were so gorgeous. They spoke to me and I had to paint them. And I started painting and I think of uh, Anne Lamott, she has a book, Bird by Bird. She says, just write bird by bird. And I just paint petal by petal. You know, each one alone isn't too special, but staying with the process and letting the shadow and the light be present and being open, something beautiful happens. So I started this painting, and I was as amazed and delighted to see what was unfolding as anyone else. I called my husband, I said, you've got to see what's happening at the canvas, you won't believe it. Because um, I was surprised by all the colors that had arrived. And then midway through, I went on vacation. I, I didn't have a chance to finish it before I went on vacation. And even though there had been that beautiful experience while I was working on it, when I came back from vacation, I thought, oh no, I'm not going to be able to finish it, I'll probably ruin it. All these negative thoughts. But again, once I show up and use the tools I've been given, and I'm open to something happening, there's an ease there and a rest. I think of this message we get repeatedly from the Lord about new beginnings, about rest, about comfort. I think of the words in Revelation, the end of the Bible. The Lord says, behold, I'm making all things new. And when I'm at the canvas, I understand the truth of that. I feel that newness coming about. Swedenborg describes it that every moment in a person's life is a new beginning. And I feel like when we keep showing up to our lives, despite fear and doubt, a new beginning can happen. I'm comforted to think of a loving God who gifted us with sunrises and sunsets, you know, the sounds of crickets and cicadas, a God who gave us rainbows after storms, a God who did lightning bugs. You know, what's more magical and delightful than a lightning bug? This is a God who works in tiny, tiny ways in the 
little engines of cells in our bodies. And this is a God of mountains and waterfalls. And this is a God who's present in our lives, leading us in gentle, quiet ways and in bold and direct ways. I named this painting Calm the Weary. For me, I, I went to this canvas with a burden. I was feeling a lot of heartache about something in my life. And I was surprised by what God could do with that heartache. How joyful it came out was unexpected to me. And I think that's the, the biggest adventure in our lives, is offering our despair and hopelessness and being open to God transforming that into beauty. So I hope and pray for each of us that we would find time to be quiet and still, that we would show up despite our fears and doubts, and that we would be open to God doing something beautiful in our lives. Thank you. That was, that was beautiful, and I love, you know, what if, right? What if, like this, this was our teacher? You know, the blank canvas that is our lives. Moving away from what happens by us to us to the adventure, to the adventure, to the adventure that's working its way through us. Working its way through us. Beautiful piece of new church talks about this kind of this faith growing and faith growing in this denomination. It's the same thing as saying love growing. Faith and love aren't separate. We turn to God, we seek to learn, we live what we learn. It's, it's this learning experience, it's this openness, it's this coming to the blank canvas and seeing what will start to come out of that. How does this move to that? And as we do that, this second slide, we start to get a sense of the teachers in front and the voice behind. And even that voice behind, that, that voice behind, the passage is beautiful. It's saying, you will hear a voice behind you saying, whether you turn to the left or to the right, this is the way walking it. Like, it's not about that there's only one path. You're going to hear the voice regardless of the path. And how then do we pull that back together? I'm going to step over here to close the service. I think we learn to stretch. So let's just have a minute just to kinesthetically get it. So I'm going to ask you all to stand up here for a minute. Get a big gratifying stretch. Because that's what adventure's about. It's about a stretch. Now, without striking the person in the face behind you, I want you to reach back for that voice behind. Reach back for that voice behind. And now reach out to the teacher in front. I got the voice behind. I got the teacher in front. Now take a big stretch, because that's what this is about. Stretch, stretch, stretch. What's that voice saying? 
Who are the teachers God's really put in your life? Like, who are they? Could, would somebody be, would we have about 10 people willing to just shout out a name at the count of three? Ready? One, two, three. Who's the teacher? Give me names. Don't say, you know, I hope you're talking to your spouse there. Um, you know, that's, that's the stretch, right? And then what we start to do is then we, then we bring that together. We start to bring our hands together here. We sit down on the bench. Sit down, please. We put the voice and the teachers right beside us. We put the voice and the teachers right beside us. Could we get a nice, peaceful amen to that? Amen. It is true. That's where we can start this sense of adventure. That's where we can understand things in a bigger, wider, uh, more powerful sense. That's where we can start to even look at this beautiful question. And I would take a picture of this if you have your phone. Great conversation to have. This beautiful picture, who are we going to sit beside? And then this beautiful quote from Mary Oliver. And it starts with the basic premise, God loves you. Just start with that. God loves you. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Find the adventure. Listen to the voice behind. See the teacher in front. Stretch. Bring them together. Blank canvas becomes a beautiful painting. Those parts, folks, again, our world, to come back full circle, that's, I think, the kind of thing we're called to. That is the kind of thing, I think, that moves our hearts. It's the kind of things where we find the sacrifice in our lives that actually brings life. Nothing easy about that. If you're willing to really be open to the teachers, you're really being really open to the voice, it means that you have to quiet your ego, you have to quiet your plans, you really have to listen to God. And it's a good journey. Amen. So what I'd ask you to do now is join me in a last prayer. I'm going to offer a prayer, then you have the opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it, or to have a moment of quiet reflection, or to offer your own prayer your own way of asking to hear that voice again and to become very aware of the teachers that God is putting in front of you. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. And Lord, help us to hear and heed that voice. Help us as well to be open to the teachers in front of us. And to see that, Lord, to see our lives and to see the great teaching that even a blank canvas can offer. Not by us, not to us, but what is working its way through us. Let us be open to that place. Let us hear our ancestors who are cheering us on. Let us hear the angels who are cheering us on. Let us hear each other as we cheer one another on. And be with us, Lord. Give us the courage for this journey. The courage to find our way to you. 
the courage as always to find our way home. In your name we pray, amen. listening you can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv 